Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Helena Hart. Welcome to the Master Your Magnetism podcast, where I bring on top experts to help you create the life and relationship you've always wanted. This is actually my 100th episode here on my podcast, and I had to bring on one of my favorite people in the entire world to interview for this special 100th episode today, and that is Adrian Everhart, my good friend and fellow coach. She's a feminine energy, love, and relationship coach for women. So welcome, Adrian. Thank you so much for being here. Hey, Helena, I'm so excited to be on your podcast today. I listen to your podcast. I absolutely love it. And I am just delighted to be part of it and so ready to jump in and speak to the ladies today. Amazing. We're broadcasting live on Bullhorn today, by the way. So I see some people joining. Say hi in the chat. Let us know if you have any questions and we can get to as many as we have time for at the end. I'm really looking forward to this topic today, Adrian. We're going to be talking about how to stop accidentally pushing a man away and what to do instead to turn that dynamic around and pull him in closer, right? Yes. Yes. There's so many ways that Women, we think we're doing the right thing. We think we're maybe following the advice of another coach or even following feminine energy advice. And what we really do is put pushing that partner away and getting our sending out mixed messages. And we're going to give you some tips on how to make your relationship. Make sure you're not pushing him away by misusing tools or maybe taking the wrong advice, things like that. Amazing. I know you have a brand new free gift just for this 100th episode special too. So stick around till the end and we'll talk about that for everyone listening. Hi to Gloria in the chat and everyone who's just joining. Adrian, let's dive in. What's the first way that a woman can accidentally be pushing a man away? Well, the biggest thing a woman can can be pushing away a man with is her energy. And if you've got bad energy, if you've got negative energy or your energy is hot and cold or it is not predictable, this is going to be a huge problem for a man because a man really does want consistency and balance. So in a relationship with a man, we can sometimes send off these hot, cold messages, these out of balance messages, because we're not being consistent with our energy and how we're coming across in the relationship. And if I'm speaking to you, you may automatically know, it might be, you know, really identifying (laughs) with your personality. You might say, yeah, you know, I am sometimes not consistent. I got really upset at my partner, or if my partner calls me, I don't always pick up the phone and I just send them like this, uh, 
you know, kind of hot, cold, indifferent message. So the first way you can push them away is just with your energy. And your energy can also be about the thoughts you're thinking. So if you're having a lot of a lot of negative thoughts about the relationship and, you know, that's really flooding your mind and your energy, it comes across the man can really feel it. And something Helena and I both talk about is that a man's energy is so sensitive. It's a lot more sensitive than we give them credit for. That is very, very true. And it's interesting. We always talk about how this leaning forward energy that we have can push a man away when you're always the one to call him up and ask him out and text him first and drive to him. But this can happen in more subtle ways too, by always thinking about him or obsessing. And this is something new that you just mentioned, Adrian, this hot and cold energy that we do. I think women can tend to do that when they're trying to affect him in some way. Like I'm going to wait five hours to text him back because he took a long time to text me. And it's a lot of strategizing and analyzing the situation, I think is another way that a woman can do this. Would you agree? Yeah. So whenever you're in this energy that you feel like you need to be doing something in order to get your partner to respond a certain way, you have, uh, I'm going to lean back, for example, I'm going to lean back so he'll pursue me. Well, that's okay to monitor your behavior and take a little deeper look at yourself and say, you know, where am I leaning forward? You know, where am I, where am I really dominating or doing the man's work for him? And I think when you can step back from yourself in a very healthy way and just say, where can I lean back? Where can I let this man take the leadership and the roles in this relationship or the marriage? It's different than saying, starting right now, I'm going to start leaning back. I'm not going to answer his messages. You know, I'm not going to be at home when he walks in the door. So it's a much different type of energy. Uh, this is it's so I, true. Yeah. It's really about self-reflection. One of my favorite phrases I say is this work begins and ends with you. And it really does start with being able to step back and look at ourselves. I cannot agree with you more. I always say if you're leaning back as a tactic or a strategy to try to make a man chase you or make him think about you more or miss you or anything like that, you're actually in your masculine energy because you're trying to make something happen. You're trying to do something to affect him in some way. It's an extremely results-oriented masculine energy thing to do. So it's not about who's leaning forward, who's leaning back. That's a very superficial and, in my opinion, inaccurate understanding of feminine mm -hmm. energy. So just mm -hmm. like you said, the only reason to lean back is to put that focus on yourself or because simply it doesn't feel good to be chasing a man who's not pursuing you. So I love that we're getting into this deeper understanding of what feminine energy really is. And I love that idea of taking your focus off of a guy and what he's doing and putting that attention on yourself and your own life. It's that self-reflection that you mentioned. I think it's really, really important. Is there anything else you want to say on that? Or do you want to move into the next one? I'd like to move into the next one, which is just my solid rule is a woman. You never want to pursue your man. You mm -hmm. never want to pursue him. I think whenever you get into the energy of I need to pursue my partner, you're coming at him with I need him to do something. Now, here's a really good example from my own life. When it comes to managing the things that go on in this household, I'm the better manager. 
I can pick out like, oh, we need to have the carpet shampooed or we have guests coming. We need to make sure all the linens are clean or we're going on vacation. And here's my list of everything we need to have packed. Right. So I recognize that one of my strengths, not to interrupt my train of thought, but this is a lot like one of the questions one of your listeners asked us was how do I balance that man pursuing me? What do I give back? How do I balance my role in the relationship? So for me, I am a better manager. I can pick out, I'm, I'm sort of like the project manager. And my husband, in a way, is a worker bee. And as long as that worker bee has his role and I have mine, no, no one's energy is competing or pursuing. I'm not pursuing him to do these jobs. I'm just saying, here are the jobs we need to do. I might even say, this is what I'm going to do. Or I'm going to say, here's our list of what needs to be done. What do you think? And my husband will immediately go into telling me what he can or cannot do. Now, to be completely transparent, sometimes I let I bring out a list. <laughs> I don't know about the rest of you, but I'm a I'm a great list maker. I'll have my list and he'll say, wait a minute, this is too much. Are we supposed to do this all today? And I'll say, oh, you know, no, like we can break these up. We can do them anytime. When do you think it's best for us to do them? Or he'll say, I can't do this project because I'm doing this other thing. And so I let him manage that. And that's so much different than pursuing your man, getting him to do things when you want him to do them. And then bottom line, if he doesn't act on something that I need done, I then do go into a little bit of my boy energy and I take care of myself. So if he's not going to help me finish some job, I'll let him know, hey, I called a lawn expert today or, hey, I went ahead and called this cleaning company today. But I'm wondering, you know, can you take some of these things off my plate or how can we work to to figure this out? So I come at it not from a place of I am pursuing him, but that we each have our own roles in the relationship. That is such a great story. I've never heard you tell that before. So I think that perfectly illustrates the point. The question you're referring to was from Alexandra, right? She asked, if a man's role is to pursue, what is the woman's role? How does she contribute to the relationship? And that's great. Letting him know what would feel good, basically. But you also have your own masculine energy. You can take care of yourself all the women who are drawn to this work and especially all the listeners of my podcast are all really amazing, high powered, often ambitious women. So it's not about being a damsel in distress and needing a man to come take care of you or rescue you from your own life. Right. It's about letting him know what would make you feel good when you need to. Is there anything else you want to say on that question? I love everything you shared so far. Well, thank you. I'm, I just really think it's important. Like, you know, there are things going on in your life that you want done. There are things like you said, that are going to make you happy. And it's about communicating them in a way where you are not pursuing that man for an outcome, because a lot of women will say, well, how does anything ever get done? Trust me with some consistency, this will begin to turn around for you. Absolutely. And just to answer that question a little more, since we brought it up right now, I think creating an emotional space of safety and acceptance could be something that the woman could do. I think often Mm. women have a lot more flexibility and agency when it comes to their emotional world than men do, right? So if you can open up and be vulnerable, that allows 
a man to see that, oh, she feels safe within herself. That's how I know that I'm going to feel safe with her opening up. And of course, this is usually going on on a very subconscious level. A man might not even be aware that this is happening, but most men are notorious for just not opening up and sharing things like that. So that can be something that you can help contribute in the relationship. And that's a huge thing. It doesn't look like you're doing something, but really creating Mm -hmm. that safe space for him to land and feel safe with you is really important. Would you agree, Adrian? Yes, totally. Because if, you know, if I come to my husband and I go, oh my gosh, I'm so frustrated. He will immediately go, well, what's wrong? Like what's going on? And I'm being vulnerable in that moment. And instead of coming to him and saying, we've got to get all these things done, or I need this to happen from this demanding like place of energy, which don't get me wrong, I'm not perfect. But the times I do come to him and I'm really vulnerable and I'm honest, we have a wonderful, wonderful outcome. But again, going back to that first thing we're sharing, I'm not doing any of this to make something happen. It really does happen organically. Uh, Feminine energy work is about total honesty um, with yourself and your partner. I love it. I completely agree. And I am definitely not perfect with this 100% of the time. <laughs> and I can many people the are. Difference, right? I, I don't know about you, but I can feel the difference when I'm coming at something trying to get a result or just kind of like vomiting my frustration versus when mm-hmm. I'm actually truly being authentic and vulnerable. The, the results I get on the outside are much different when I'm coming from that place of truly being in my feminine energy and just sharing something. And that actually activates a man to jump into his masculine energy and want to solve the problem or want to pursue you if you're single and dating. Right, Adrian? Yeah. Yeah. And, and we feel better too, as women, I go from feeling, you know, anxious and uptight and, Um, I always get like shoulder stress or neck stress. And whenever I'm having those feelings in my body, I'm always like, okay, how am I over-functioning in the relationship? How am I stuffing myself down and making myself small? So my body for me is a good indicator because I don't feel good. And then when I do, you know, just express that authentic feeling, then I'm free. Everything has a lot more flow to it. Absolutely. This is such great information. I'm so happy to be putting this out there. So is there anything else you want to say on pursuing a man or how to stop pursuing a man in the wrong way? Or do you want to move on to the next one? Yeah, I can move on to the next one. We, you know, we are on this topic of pursuit and I, I work with a lot of women who are single and you do as well. We work with single women. We work with women who have one man that they're really interested in and they want things to work out with this one man, but they understand they need to keep their options open or uh, they have a man in their life that they love. Things just really aren't working out right now, but you want them to. And I just want to say it's perfectly normal to desire a man that is not in the moment presenting himself the way that you need him to be. He may not be asking you for commitment. He might not be taking you out on regular dates. It's perfectly normal to feel some attraction and a really strong draw to a man like that. For everyone, it's very individual. Why? But a lot of women have a a wounded relationship with their father or a parent or early on in their love life. Uh, someone abandoned them. And love is such a very complicated thing, uh, especially so I think for women, because 
love and romance is about family and commitment and longevity and really creating this little unit that functions on a biological level and just for your own happiness. So it's really complicated for a woman, you know, on all parts, all aspects of her. So if you are really feeling strongly about a man who is not committing to you, he's not taking you out, he's not calling, normalize this. It's totally normal that you can love someone who's not there in front of you. So once you accept that part of yourself and you can calm that inner wounded child or inner girl who's wounded and just wants to have this one man and just let her know, like, this is okay that I want to pursue this guy. This is okay that I want this one man. There's nothing wrong with loving him. However, if he really loved me, if he really wanted to be with me right now, he would be here. And so often we have to, just like you have to remind a little child over and over again, uh, a little, uh, an anxious child, you have to remind yourself, like, if you really love me, if you really wanted to be with me, he would be here. And that will help you dial, dial down some of that pursuit that single women do, or even women who are in a relationship. We're pursuing that man to try to get that love and attention because we're so hungry. We're so love starved for it. When really at the root, a lot of this is about, I want to fix the relationship where someone abandoned me. I want to fix that with them. I can't tell you how often I see that. And we've all been there, right? I was on a, your podcast actually earlier this week. Mm -hmm. We had so much fun chatting. Everyone go check out Adrian's podcast. By the way, it's called This Podcast is for Women. And I believe I was on episode number 37. Is that right, yes. Adrian? Yes, 37. We had such a great time chatting <laughs> we did. that episode. And we talked about this comment that I received on one of my videos on YouTube lately from somebody who said that the man pulled away or he's not pursuing her. How do I make him beg me to mm -hmm. go back to him? Or how do I make him want to come back and commit when he doesn't care that we're not in contact right now? And we talked about the fact that you really want to ask, what is this need to get validation from someone who clearly is not there? He's not doing anything or he's not pursuing you right now. We feel this man slipping through our fingers. So we want to try to like lean forward and grab hold and get a specific outcome or control the situation. And all of that comes from this need that only you can fill, right? It's like what your soul yeah. is seeking is that love from yourself. You're never going to get it from this type of man in a way that's permanent and sustainable, right? You have to learn how to give yourself what you're needing from these unavailable guys who just aren't there, who aren't doing anything or pursuing you, right, Adrian? Yeah. And it plays a terrible trick on your mind and, and your body because you get really confused about what love is supposed to feel like and look like. And again, women are, you know, we've lost ourselves. We've lost ourselves in presenting ourselves in the way that we believe we need to be to show up in order to get love and have a relationship. And what ends up happening is that we lose ourselves in pursuit, in outcome, instead of discovering more about who we are and sharing that with a man. With the right man, he is going to love your vulnerabilities. He is going to want to spend time with you. He is going to want to be there with you. So with the right man, you won't really have to work hard to make these things happen. 
It's so true. I would love to do a whole nother episode just on that because I think it's so important. Every woman in the world needs to understand this and keep that in mind. So anything else you want to share on that one or you want to move into the next way that we accidentally push men away? Well, I'd like to move into the next way because this is another one where, you know, people get really confused, um, especially if you're single and you have a guy who is trying to maybe rebuild with you or, you know, you're, you're trying to meet him and you've kind of given him some signals that you like him, but the man isn't coming around the way you think he should. So mm. this is, <laughs> this is also known as, as judgment. It's a type of perfectionism. Um, it's an expectation. And you know, the old saying, when you have a, an expectation, be ready to be let down. Um, it's the fastest way to get disappointed. And I even try to help women remove the word disappointed from their language so they can really identify what it is they are feeling because disappointment is about this other person didn't meet me where I needed them in that moment. And so often I think when you get caught up in, okay, I'm rebuilding with him, but he's only text messaged me twice in the past two weeks. And that's not enough. Or he should be opening doors for me, or he should be responding to me with these masculine energy values or traits, or he should be taking me out and opening doors and paying for this. You know, we have all these expectations and beliefs that we believe that person should be doing. And then we end up pushing them away because our energy changes, because we're disappointed and they've mm. let us down. And it's just like this endless cycle of pushing a man away. I can't tell you the number of times women have said, okay, he finally called me, but I didn't answer the phone and I haven't called him back yet. I wanted to talk to you because it's been, you know, he took too long to call me and I don't think it should take that long. And I have to explain to them, like, this man doesn't owe you anything. He doesn't owe you any sort of time frame in which he responds or gets back to you. And of course, this is in a dating relationship. And I think when we just come at it, you put, you know, the man in a box where he's supposed to perform and be a certain way. Now, the flip side of this is if you're in a relationship with someone or if you're in a regular dating relationship and then they disappear on you for weeks, that's a completely different issue. Yes. That's about that's about re-examining the terms and conditions of our relationship. So I think it's really important to know the difference between I'm in a relationship and someone is abandoning me for days and weeks versus I'm just I'm reintroducing myself. We're rebuilding or I've met someone new and he's being a little slow about asking me out or he asked me out and he had to cancel plans. Maybe give it just a little more time. Be a little more curious in these scenarios and see what a man can do. And on the flip side, if you're one of these, uh, you know, women that you have a man and I had one once upon a time, we get in an argument and I wouldn't speak to him for he wouldn't call or message for two weeks. And again, does a huge number on your brain and your heart. You feel so depressed. If that's happening, you have to get clarity and ask that person you know, hey, are we still in a relationship? Are we still in a committed relationship? Because if we are, here are my terms and conditions. Like I have, you know, we have to be in touch. We have to be adults when we solve problems. Disappearing for two weeks at a time is not how adults 
solve problems. So that's kind of the long-winded uh, answer to pursuing a man um, when you're rebuilding is just making sure those expectations aren't, you're not just creating a list of, of things that he needs to obey in order for you to feel satisfied because your energy will end up pushing him away in that process. I'm so glad to be talking about this. I know we did a whole episode, I believe about a year ago on prioritizing yourself, feminine energy and expectations in dating and relationships where we talked really in depth on this. That was the number one episode on my podcast for a really long time. Oh, <laughs> so I think yeah. it's so needed out there. So it sounds like what you're saying is there's a difference between if a man is breadcrumbing you or always acting distant or every time you get too close, he backs off and needs space. And it's this constant thing versus in general, he's a good guy and his energy is coming towards you, but you've developed some kind of expectation about he needs to call back within two hours. And he has no idea that you have this expectation. Right. And I think you said in that other podcast episode, we recorded prepare for disappointment. If you're expecting perfection a hundred percent of the time, because none of us are perfect, of course. Right. And if you have these expectations, it's just something to take a look at. I think you said in that other episode that it's often a clue that you're not prioritizing yourself. And that was a really interesting take on that. I thought, is there anything else you want to say on that? Well, I think we covered it really well. I'm really curious about the questions. If anyone has questions to clarify, I would love to to chat more and just see if anyone has you know, any questions about that? That would be great. Yeah. So hi to Vivian, Heather Ann and Mora. We're so happy to be live with you too. We just love you all. Gloria yeah. has a question in the chat. She says, how can I work with my doubts about him and even my insecurities? Should I talk to him about what I feel? He has good intentions, but sometimes I have difficulty believing everything he says. He communicates with me and we just started dating. Any thoughts on that one, Adrian? Mm, that is such a good question. Well, I would have to say, Gloria, if you're having doubts and insecurities, Helena, I, I kind of feel like that means that he's let you down already in the past and in the current relationship. I'm not sure if that's true or not. Is that true, Gloria? If you're still with us live, feel free to type in some more information about your situation here. Should I talk to him about what I feel? I mean, it's always okay to talk to a man about what you feel as long as you're not trying to control the situation or the outcome, right? She says he has good intentions. Sometimes she has difficulty believing. Yeah, I'd be curious if that's something within you. Like, have you been abandoned or let down a lot in the past? And so you're kind of projecting that fear onto your current situation or every man that shows up. It would be interesting to hear a little bit more about your situation. So if you're still here, type some more in. Speaking of insecurities, we received a question beforehand from Theodora mm -hmm. who said how to not be insecure around others if you're dating a much younger guy. I thought this was an interesting one, Adrian. Do you have any thoughts on that one? You know, insecurity is such a fascinating thing to me uh, because in some ways we can be so overconfident <laughs> in our lives, but I, I really think both sexes understand that both sexes suffer with insecurities. I kind of believe that men suffer with more insecurities than women. Helena, I'm curious what you think about that. Interesting. Yeah. I know that a lot of men can have insecurities about things, but they tend to keep them on the inside where I think mm. women might be more open to talking about them, especially with, people like us or other girlfriends, right? I love to hear more about that. Men have more insecurities <laughs> than women. Yeah. And 
you know, insecurity can come from a lot of sources. You could have had a, you know, again, like we were with the, with Gloria, you've had something that's happened to you before where someone's judged your relationship or you've had some sort of setback or loss that's created these feelings of insecurity. And it's interesting. She says how to not be secure, insecure around others. And that's about someone else judging you and someone else having an opinion about you. Now I have to tell you, I'm a very secure person. I have always felt I do not care what anyone thinks about me. If they don't love me and accept me just the way I am, I don't need them in my life. And I've always felt really strongly that I attract positive, you know, like-minded, energetic people such as myself. And there's two books I want to recommend. Uh, one is The Four Agreements, which you haven't, if you haven't read The Four Agreements, it's there's a great, one of the agreements is about... Um, you know, not having any, you know, not really caring what someone else says, um, not really having a uh, opinion, letting it stay on the outside of you. And that's like a really easy thing to say, but it does take practice um, to uh, not, I remember it now, it's not take anything personally. So I think this is one of those things where you have to have a lot of self-talk and whatever the insecurity is, whether you feel like people are looking at you or judging his age or they're talking behind your back, is it's on the outside of you and you don't have to agree with it. If you agree with it, you let it inside your body. If you don't agree with it, it stays on the outside of your body. And then also, I'm a big fan of diffusing things. I believe if you face something head on, the fear of it or, you know, the feelings of it go away. And so if you do hear whispers or do you, you have heard that someone said something in a really non-confront, you know, in a way that isn't confrontational, you can always ask them like, you know, I've, I've heard, or I'm curious, or I've heard this about this and I'm just curious, what do you think? Or I'm curious if there's something uh, I need to know. And you can let that person come forward. Now, I will tell you at one point in my life, I did something like that, not with a younger guy, but I was hearing whispers and I actually went to someone and I said, you know, I'm hearing this and we're friends and I want to know. And I, I learned some really good information. So you just never know. I'm all for feminine energy is all about being fluid, flexible and communicating. I love that answer to that question. So hopefully that was helpful for Theodore listening to the replay. And Gloria, feel free to call in too, or anyone, if anyone wants to talk with us about their situation. Oh, she actually typed some more into the chat. She said, yes, he did. We have some trouble communicating. He was not answering his phone for a week. And he said he lost his phone and made other excuses <laughs> that I did not quite believe. We talked <laughs> about it, but there is something about him that I don't feel right. Interesting. Oh. So I would, I, do, I, I would say go just ahead. my initial thoughts, if something doesn't feel right to yeah. you, that's your intuition trying to tell you something. If yeah. something doesn't feel right, usually there's a reason for that. But Adrian, yes, I'd love to hear your, all your thoughts on this one. And Gloria, I do not want to make light of this, but Helena and I, we're on the same page. If we, if the number of times we have heard this very same excuse mm -hmm. where a guy blames technology for not um, getting back in touch with someone. And it's just, you know, you are just dating. And my question to you is, are you dating free enough to keep you happy? Or are you accepting crumbs and becoming a text buddy in the process? You know, is he taking you out 
two to three times a week consistently, because if he's not, you have to walk away and you have to tell this man, you know, I'm looking for a regular dating relationship, but I've only seen you like once this past month. So I'm going to be moving on. It's been great getting to know you, but I'm going to be moving on. One of two things will happen. That guy will go, okay, peace. See you later. Or he'll go, wait, wait, wait. I want to see you. I want to get to know you. What are you talking about? Now you have a man who's willing to pursue you and go after you because otherwise you're just waiting there for him when he comes around and you're not feeling good about it. And I don't blame you. I wouldn't feel good about it either. I don't buy the whole losing your phone for a week saying if, if he's not interested in dating you regularly, you really got to walk away and move on and invite forward the type of men you want in your life who are going to show up and take you out on dates. What do you think, Helena? So true. I could not agree more. Waiting for a man is a real problem that I just want every woman in the world to turn around. That was certainly my pattern in my past. Not saying that you're doing this, Gloria, but if you are, you want to make sure that you're moving forward with your life. You can keep your energy open to him if he comes back around, but you don't want to focus on him or get overly invested in someone who's not all on his own showing you that he's serious about you mm -hmm. and ready to move things forward, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it, it hurts because again, sometimes you've met someone and they feel so right for you, <laughs> but they're just not dating you um, consistently. And it's a really, really frustrating feeling. It really is. So I yeah. hope you're keeping your energy open to other men as well who are pursuing you consistently. You said you just started dating, so you're not in an exclusive relationship with this guy. And yeah, I totally agree, Adrian. It's like there's this gap. This guy has all the potential in the world usually, but there's this gap of where you are with him and where you want to be. And mm -hmm. men like that are just not in their empowered masculine energy, or they're simply not interested enough or at a place right. where they want to pursue you for a serious relationship, right? Right. And, and so often women come to me and they say, you don't understand how men are these days, Adrian. Men don't pursue women anymore. Men don't call women. You know, they're not doing this anymore. It's a generational thing. And <laughs> right. And my two, my two answers to that is like, well, that's your mindset. So you're going to pull more of that to you because you're living in that world. And then the second thing, as long as you're focusing on men that aren't coming forward and pursuing you, you are going to attract more men that aren't pursuing you. You're going to attract these great guys who just don't show up and flake out on you. Look, I attracted, when I was single, I attracted plenty of guys that were pursuing me, but I was so scared of them, like of their energy that I wouldn't take a risk and go out with these different types of men. I would go, Oh, he lives, you know, he lives 20 minutes away. It'll never work. I would just write the guy <laughs> off. Right. And, and so that's another way we push away men is that we get up in our heads and we figure this out. And meanwhile, we neglect ourselves and stay stuck in situations with a man who's not pursuing us. I could not agree with you more. Can we do a whole episode just on that? Remember that. <laughs> I have so much to say on that. Yeah. I mean, I was just single like three years ago, not that long ago. Mm -hmm. And of course, I attracted men who just wanted to be text buddies and who weren't serious. And there were also men like my amazing husband who were in their masculine energy and who did know a good thing when they saw it. Right. And so yeah. had I let the men who ghosted me or who were hot and cold affect my vibration, 
Mm-hmm. I may not have even been open to the kind of man who wanted to be in his masculine energy and pursue me for a real relationship. Or I might not have seen how great they were when they did show up because my energy and my vibe was completely focused on this other thing. I could talk totally. forever about that. I don't totally, totally. totally. I, 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 I totally agree because even with my, my husband, Jeff, I've told you he was, he was in my trash filter on my dating app. He was in my trash and I went and retrieved my trash and I saw his message. I dated him. He was great. And then at some point I was like, no, I'm done with you. And then a month later I was like, why have I let go of this perfectly good guy? Because I'm pursuing a man that didn't want anything to do with me. Mm -hmm. And, and when you cross that place and yes, that could be like probably an entire class <laughs> yeah. and podcast, but um, you're, and then you go and you're pursuing the wrong guy and you're, you're turning away the right guys in that process. I just see women doing that every single day. Of course, I was stuck in that pattern myself. So let's definitely talk some more about that in future episodes. I think it's so important. Gloria wrote back in. She said, we see each other during the weekend. We both work and have opposite schedules. We talk every day. Thank you, ladies. Very helpful. Awesome. You're welcome. I'm glad that was helpful. I see another question from Mora who says, this is exactly what I did. I didn't prioritize myself in the instance where he disappeared. This has been a pattern and I thought I had worked through this. Is there anything I can do or any resources that you know about to help? What a great question. Any thoughts on this one, Adrian? You know, um, my, my, I don't see that message. Oh, I see it now. Um, Mara. So my instincts are going off here a little bit and I want to ask you a question. Is this man long distance or is this man been on again and off again for a long time? Like, because I kind of get the feeling that he's a little bit of a source of companionship and comfort for you. So um, I think he might be almost like a boy toy type of guy. Uh, if you, unless you have a lot of feelings for him, because that's the flip side to these hot and cold men that won't commit to us is that if you can somehow separate all your deep feels for this guy, if you can, you know, we see this guy is like, he is not the type of guy that's going to commit. He's hot and cold, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. So she says, yeah, we were in a relationship for three years. So it's been on again, off again. Sometimes you have a man in your life who kind of hangs out in the wings while you are finding the man you're meant to be with. You have this like one guy that you can't get a relationship right with him. But as as soon as you admit that to yourself, like, I'm not going to be in a relationship with this guy. I know he's wrong with me. For me, it was that way with my ex-husband. For the longest time, my ex-husband and I would still travel together. We would go out for dinners. And, and once in a while, you know, I mean, if the mood was right, something else might happen. But we just, I knew he wasn't going to, we weren't going to get remarried. I knew he wasn't going to be with me forever. And so it was great to have him in my life as a source of comfort while I was dating and finding that right person. Um, And she said during the time he would go away, he wouldn't text me. Mm -hmm. Right. Because, because he doesn't owe you anything. You're not in a relationship with him. So he doesn't owe you anything. Um, If you are in a relationship with him, you need to revisit the terms and agreements. If you are not in a relationship with him, but he is sort of like this little comfort to you, um, be able to separate that. If you can't separate that, uh, you would have to walk away from this guy for good. You know, if your feelings are too big or too strong, I'm not sure if I'm speaking to you 
you know, if I'm really connecting with you on that, but that's how I would handle a situation like that. If he's a comfort to you. I love everything you said there. Yeah. She said she didn't prioritize herself in the first instance where he disappeared. So that shows me that this is a pattern like this man specifically has disappeared over and over. And it's just a clue that often it's just not the right guy. I think with the right guy is not going to do that or make you feel that way. In my opinion, she says we were in an exclusive relationship. He lived at my house. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, he lived. I don't think he lives there now, right. but they and they were so past tense. Right. So he, right. he's not he's not calling you. He's not contacting you because he doesn't owe you anything. He's living in another place. So it is long distance. Mm -hmm. So that's everything my senses were telling me. So he is probably holding on to you because it's a source of comfort. And you are holding on to him as a source of comfort, but also hoping it will turn into a relationship again. And you have to get really clear with yourself. First off, this is long distance. Secondly, this man is not actively pursuing you. But if you want to keep him around just to have someone to talk to once in a while, if that brings you comfort, do it. But get back out there and start dating. Keep your options open. And if things are meant to work out with him, it usually happens just at the moment you found a new guy to be with. <laughs> <laughs> It has a way of doing that somehow. That is very, very true, isn't it? <laughs> has anyone ever experienced <laughs> that? So she asked if we have any resources for prioritizing herself. And I think that's a great question. Anything you have on the top of your head for that, Adrian? Well, I think the best thing she can do is just look back and see how you haven't put your feelings first. You put a, an objective first. I want it to work out with this partner. I'm going to let them text me and I'm going to answer anytime. So just we're going back to tip number one, which is that self-awareness and self-reflection of what you've been doing and how it hasn't worked for you. It's a form of learn and move on. And you've learned this. You now know what it looks like, what it feels like. It can't feel good. And I'm going to move on with my life. I'm going to find different ways to have boundaries and understand that if a man's not pursuing me, He's not pursuing me. I have to accept it. And if he's pursuing me on half time or three quarter time, is that enough for me? Absolutely. She wrote back in. She says she doesn't want this pattern. She's not actively pursuing him. Perfect. So it sounds like you're at the right place. I would say take all the qualities that you liked about him or any man you meet and become a match to those qualities. Basically, what new desires do you now have within you as a result of this experience or this three-year relationship you had with this guy? So maybe you did have a lot of chemistry with him or there were some good things about the relationship. And now you also know that you want a guy who doesn't disappear. You want a guy who's not hot and cold. You want a guy who knows what he wants and that he wants to be with you just as much as you want to be with him. And a guy who's really consistent and reliable and dependable. I could go on and on. Get in touch with these desires that you now have within you as a result of what you went through with him. And you want to become a match to those things. That's another way to prioritize yourself. Yes. You truly want right? Rather than having this mixed bag of like, 
here's some good things that happen. Here's some bad things that happen. Mm -hmm. It's like focus on those good things that you want and take those with you moving forward into your next potential relationship or just moving forward in life in general. Right. For sure. And it's like the other question we received about someone said, how long should I be engaged or or not be engaged? I'm going by memory. Yeah. Let's get into that question. Yeah. Oh, Maura wrote back in. She said, yes, exactly what I've written down, the good things. Oh, I'm so glad that was helpful. All right. Thank you so much for sharing your experience here. I just love when ladies are brave enough to do that. I think that's great. So yes, Adrian, Natalie sent in a question beforehand on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram, by the way, at Helena Heart Coaching. That's my only real Instagram account. I'll include a link. Adrian, what's your Instagram so people can follow you too as I pull this question up? I'm Adrian Everhart Femme. And I have the most difficult time because they put in hyphens with it. But um, if you just type in Adrian Everhart in the search with uh, Instagram, you'll find my reels page. You'll find my <laughs> post page. There's lots of fun stuff. So <laughs> awesome. I'm following you on there, watching all your stuff. I'm a huge mm-hmm. fan. And if you type me in too. my name, you're going to see a bunch of fake accounts popping yes. up using my name and photos. So make sure you're following my real account, Helena Heart Coaching. That's my only real account. I'll include a link. Just go through the link, instagram.com slash Helena Heart Coaching. Okay, I pulled it up. Natalie sent me a question on there beforehand. She said, what's the longest a girl should wait for a proposal? And I was dying to get your thoughts on this one, Adrian. What do you think? Gosh, um, waiting on a proposal is is such an exciting time because you know it's coming. Like you have enough inside of you, enough positive things inside of you that you know this guy wants to be with you. And even if you have doubts, like, I'm not sure, like, you know, even when Jeff came back around and he let me know he wanted to marry me, I was kind of like, okay, so like, when's it going to happen? Like, when's the ring going to pop up? But I knew my birthday was coming up. And sometimes a woman can have these instincts about this. Like, you can kind of feel when they might try to do it. If you are not having those feelings and you're in a relationship and he is not proposing, I have a blog article. I have two of them about why walking away works. And I think Google has it now. If you just type in why walking away works, my two blog articles pop up. They're so popular because I give you different scenarios on walking away. And you might think, oh, walking away, I do not want to move out of our house. I don't want to leave our pets. I don't want to go live with my mom. You might think that that's what walking away is, but walking away is really a form of communication, uh, either body language or using your actual words and getting clarity and having boundaries. So the first thing that needs to happen with your partner is you need to revisit what Helena and I call the, I want to be a wife script which is, you know, I want to be a wife. I want to be married. And you, this has felt so amazing. Um, And you can come at it from curiosity. And recently I had heard a stand-up comic where he was in quarantine with his wife and his wife said to him, and I do believe she had read like one of our books, Helena, because she said, you know, I don't want to be that girl, but I have a little bit of a timeline for myself. I want to be a wife. I want to get married. I want to have children. And that is such a remarkable thing to do to put yourself first, put what is important to you out there. You're not leaving it in the hands of a man to figure out when it happens. Now, if you have that conversation with him and he says, oh, trust me, I've got this time for you. I'm going to do this for you. Just you wait. 
you could give it maybe like two, three months. But after that, you're either with someone who's stalling and your energy should be able to tell you that you will have some sense of a feeling like it's stalling. Again, revisit that conversation. You know, I want to be a wife. I would, I want to get married. This feels amazing. And where do you see us going? Or what do you think? Or I'm curious what you're feeling about this. There's so many ways you can open this up to the man. Now, occasionally a client will tell me, every time I bring up marriage, he gets mad at me. He gets angry with me. And I don't think there's any more reason to wait. And that's where walking away is really, really important. And knowing how to do it, it first starts with your words, with your energy, telling your man, well, I'm not, I'm just not sure about us anymore. I'm not sure. I don't know where we're going. And this is an authentic feeling you're having. So you don't have to like pack up and move out immediately. Um, walking away can be done a lot of different ways. I love everything you said on that. And I'm just curious for myself, do you have any kind of general timeline, like from the beginning of a relationship until when a man proposes? Do you think if it goes beyond, I don't know, let's say two years and that hasn't happened, that the momentum slows or anything like that? I mean, every situation is so different. And when I received this question, my initial thought was, that's going to be different for everyone. Because <laughs> right? How long does it feel good for you to be dating someone before the topic of marriage comes up or before a man sure. proposes. Do you have any general rules about that or guidelines? I do. Um, one, the big one is fertility. A lot mm. of women want to have a baby and they perhaps haven't um, had eggs harvested or they want things to be very natural. So for a lot of women, this is about fertility and this is about, I don't want to get too far past the age 40 to go for it. Now, with other women, it's usually like a sick feeling you have that I am just in this girlfriend trap. But I would say, depending on your age, if you're in your 30s, I think it's reasonable for to date for about a year and a half or two years. Mm. If, mm -hmm. if you are in your 40s, that gets cut in half. If you're in 50, in your 50s, that gets cut in half. Because that at that age, you're able to spend enough time with someone you know, you're not bogged down with hopefully your career's in a different place. You're not super, your kids are in college, depending on what your situation is, but you're able to really invest and fast track that relationship. So for me, when, when Jeff came back around, one of the reasons I walked away was because I wanted to be a wife and he laughed at me. But then after about three months, he came back knocking on my door and asked me to marry him. So if that wouldn't have happened, you know, he knew at that time and place that I was walking away because I wanted to be a wife and he didn't want to. And I let him know I wanted to have a husband. So it is individual for someone. But for me in my 30s, I would not go past two years without engagement and then not only engagement, setting the date on when you're getting married, having that date. Because if it just keeps getting postponed and postponed, it just feels terrible. And you have a problem with the relationship at that point, in my opinion. So true. I love that you gave those different timelines for the different ages. So if you're in your 20s, I don't know how old this woman is who asked the question, and you're not really thinking about the future and settling down, then it's a little different than I want to 
be a wife and have a family actually pretty soon. Mm -hmm. My husband and I actually recorded a podcast episode. It was a video on my YouTube channel too. It was called Say This to Tell a Man What You Want or What You're Looking For in a Relationship, where we shared our experience. And I can include a link to that in the episode details when the replay of this posts. As most people know, I was 37 and a half when I went online and decided to get back out there and meet someone. So I definitely know what it feels like to feel like, you know, if you do want to have children, you are on some kind of timeline. So if anyone has questions about that, let me know. And I just had a baby at 40, by the way, about uh, 10 weeks ago. So I have so much to say on that topic, but I know we're coming up to the end of the hour. This just flew by. I see a comment from Elizabeth in the chat. She said, I dated someone in my past. I went back to everyone I dated and realized he was a good one. It was me not ready for a relationship. I reached out to him and he was happy to hear from me. We had a good phone conversation. We're going on a date tomorrow. I've Yay. done the work. I know my heart is open and ready for a relationship. Ooh, Yay. thank you for doing that. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, Elizabeth. Thank you so much. I love that. Yeah, that can absolutely happen that way as well. Keep us posted. Oh my gosh, let us know how that date goes. I would love to hear about that. Yeah. Come join me for my next episode. Maya also says, hi, Helena, happy 100th episode. Woo. Oh, thank you so much. So, so happy to connect with all the amazing ladies in my community. This is my favorite thing I do now, doing these live podcast episodes. Mm -hmm. And oh my gosh, like I said, this just completely flew by, Adrian. Do you want to recap anything that we talked about? Out or any last words of wisdom on this topic before we talk about your free gift and close out? Yeah. So my free gift, if anyone wants it, it's a, it's a great little document that I made. It's in my VIP library, but I wanted to give a chance for everyone to have it because I'm a big believer in the greatest way to not pursue a man is to feel very confident, have lots of masculine energy coming towards you. And how do you do this? You do this by practicing. So my free gift to you is 100 places to meet men. There's more than 100. And it just gives you all of these options and places to go meet men and receive arrows. Practice being in your feminine energy, feeling that uncomfortable feeling of a guy is near me or a guy just looked at me and learning how to actually take that discomfort and, and recognize that feminine energy polarity, that invisible sensation of masculine and feminine energy exchange. And it sometimes feels really uncomfortable to us. Uh, but even if you feel that, you're, you can recognize it, you can pick up on that polarity, familiarize yourself with it, and learn how it really does draw men to you and attracts high quality men to you and gets you very comfortable it puts a kind of a shine on you that men can see you as approachable and safe. So you can find that at my website at everheartcoaching.com slash gift. And, you know, to recap, the biggest thing you can do is just do not pursue a man. That's my strongest statement I can possibly say is do not pursue them. Have your boundaries, get clarity, you know, prioritize your needs and the things that you want that goes hand in hand with boundaries. And be able to step outside of yourself and recognize how you're speaking to your partner, how you're showing up. Are you playing games? Anything that's not authentic and true where you're making an excuse or you're, you're putting up an invisible wall for some reason. This takes a lot of self-reflection. And, and so often women say, why don't men do this work? Why, is, mm -hmm. why am I the one that's having to do this work for my relationship? 
And here's the answer. Women are capable of self-reflection, you know, in a way that men are just not as open to doing that. A man self-reflects when he realizes like he feels bad about himself. He has an event happen, you know, or something happens to him. Women self-reflect in a much different way. So that's why you're here. <laughs> that's why you're listening to us. Um, but I do believe the better you get at practicing that polarity and feeling it and getting comfortable with being a woman and having feminine energy, the more you will step into your authentic self and you won't pursue a man when you're in your authentic energy. It just will not feel right when you go to do it. You will feel it. You'll notice the difference. Mm, that is so true. I could not have said it better myself. I don't even have anything to add because I think that is just so perfect and amazing. Elizabeth says, I will keep you updated. Awesome. I'm also going to include a link to download the Bullhorn podcast app in the description or episode details. That's where we're broadcasting live right now. It's totally free. So much fun. You can type your questions into the chat. You can actually call in and talk to me personally. And I broadcast my podcast live every other Friday. And the next one will be on Friday, December 16th at 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific time, which is 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. Also make sure to go to everheartcoaching.com slash gift to get the free gift just for people listening to this 100th episode yep. special. Did I have that right? Everheartcoaching.com slash gift. Yes. And Everheart is spelled E-V-E-R-H-E-A-R-T. And then Perfect. And I'll definitely include it. that in the episode details as well. Thank you so much for coming on, Adrian. I had a blast. I hope you want to do so many more episodes with me. I always have so much fun. Maura says, yay, I just signed up, Adrian. Thank you. Oh, great. Awesome. Helena, I would love to come back. And I just have to say, you are one of my most favorite people on this planet. And you are such, we are so lucky to have you. We're so lucky to have your brilliance and your heart and sharing your story. And just as my friend and someone who is so successful and you've helped me in so many different ways in my life, just thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you for having me. I, I love being part of your life and I love helping all of these wonderful women as well. Wow. That just made my day. Thank you so much. I'm so, so happy to hear that. Heather Ann says, thank you, ladies. I've really enjoyed this. Elizabeth says, thank you. Maura says, thank you both. This has been great. I could just sit here forever and read the comments. You guys are so sweet. Thank you so much. Don't forget to follow my podcast as well. So you stay updated on all my latest episodes. I'll get the replay of this one posted in just a few days over on my Master Your Magnetism podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or right here on Bullhorn. It'll be anywhere where you can listen to podcasts, check out Adrian's podcast too. It's called this podcast is for women. I hope to go on your podcast again too, Adrian. Always have so much fun chatting with mm -hmm. you. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Have a wonderful weekend. I'll talk to you next time. Thanks. Bye-bye. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... 
What do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. If you're tired of struggling in your love life and you want a proven system to get into and maintain a relationship where you're consistently loved, valued, and cherished, go to forever1234.com. Again, that's forever1234.com.